Welcome to the Impressive Digital Marketer Podcast. If you're a brand manager or a marketer, entrepreneur, or you're just interested in everything digital, listen up, because this podcast is for you. We're Impressive, a digital marketing agency in Melbourne. We've put together this podcast to cover some of the most current topics in digital marketing. Every two weeks, we'll be talking about subjects related to SEO, PPC, and Facebook advertising. Some of the industry's experts will be jumping in on the mic for each show with a different set of hosts every fortnight. This podcast is run by you, the listener. So reach out and tell us what you want us to talk about. All right, should we dive into the world of digital marketing? Welcome to the Impressive Digital Marketer, episode 14. Uh, so we are now officially a teenager. Uh, my name is Russ McCumber. I'm a digital strategist here at Impressive. On today's podcast, we have Chris, one of our digital marketing specialists. G'day, Chris. Good afternoon, Russ. How are you going? Really well, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Awesome. Today's episode, we are going to be talking about dark social, which is a very cool topic. I must admit, it's a topic I didn't know bugger all about until a few weeks ago when uh, Chris and I were having a bit of a chat on Slack and he asked me a few questions about what I knew about it, which was, as I said, not much. Uh, Chris here has done a fair bit of research on this thing we call dark, dark social. So in today's episode, what we're going to be doing is we're going to dig in, digging into what is dark social. We're going to talk about what we need to know about dark social. And then the tricky bit, we're going to talk about how you can actually measure it because uh, the attribution side of things here is uh, very, very interesting, Chris, to say the least. So uh, I might just hand over to you. Just what, what don't you tell me just very quickly, what, it, what is dark social? Well, I guess contrary to what probably springs to mind for most people, dark social has got nothing to do with the dark web. Yep. Nor does it have anything to do with any of, any of the Harry Potter movies. Oh, it's not. Okay. <laughs> not not okay, at cool. all. Yep, yep. Um, in comparison, it's really quite benign. Yep, yep. Um, so all dark social is, is a term used to describe any sort of traffic to a website that arrives via a source that can't be accurately tracked. So typically these type of web visits arrive via private social channels. So here we're talking Facebook Messenger, Instagram Direct Messenger, Twitter, Twitter's Direct Messaging, um, Slack, Snapchat, or even SMS or email. The premise behind it being called dark is essentially the fact that we can't accurately shed light on where this traffic's coming from. And this, like, I guess, you know, over the last two, three, four, five years, I'm, I'm imagining the amount of dark traffic that is out there is so much more because I know myself with uh, any content that I am sharing with my friends on socials, um, I don't tend to share it broadcast-wise. I'll pop it into WhatsApp or into a messenger group with a group of friends. And that's, that's pretty common, isn't it? Completely. I mean, we'll delve into that in a bit. That's one of the main reasons why we need to know about it, just the colossal scale at which it's happening. But I guess we'll start off by delving into what exactly it is and when it's occurring. Yeah, for sure. So dark social is occurring in two different instances. The first being when someone arrives at a web page from a source that can't be tracked. And the second being when someone shares a link with a UTM parameter attached on an incorrect platform. Okay, let's go into that first one. So it was someone who arrives from a source that can't be tracked. Yeah, exactly. So here what's happening is someone's scrolling through the Facebook news feed. They're seeing an article that they really like. They read it and then they feel really compelled to share it with a mate. Yep. So what they're doing, they're copying and pasting the URL into Facebook Messenger. Yep. The recipient is then opening that link and they're being brought to a new web browser. 
Mm. However, anyone who's ever opened a link in Facebook Messenger will be able to attest to this. When you click on that link and arrive at a new browser, you can't click back because there is no previous page to go to. Mm -hmm. So because of this, Google Analytics has considerable difficulty attributing the source of traffic. So uh -huh. because you've arrived with no referral data, Google Analytics is placing you into the direct traffic basket, also uh -huh. known as the, we've got no idea where this traffic's coming from basket. See, that's so interesting. Because I, I mean, the assumption is, for those that are un unaware of what the direct channel is in Google, Google Analytics, it's basically, let's say your website is impressive.com.au. The assumption most people would make that all of your direct traffic is someone who's punching in impressive.com.au. Yeah, completely. Or just clicking a bookmark. Yep, spot on. So anyone who's going directly to that root domain. What you're saying is that it's, it's that, but there's actually a whole heap of other stuff going into that direct uh, channel as well. Is that correct? Yeah, so spot on, Russ. Direct traffic consists of a multitude of different ways that someone can arrive at your website. The obvious being what you just mentioned, someone manually entering a domain name into the browser. Mm -hmm. They know exactly where they want to go and they know the quickest way to get there. Yep. But it also includes anyone at all that goes from an, from an HTTPS site to an HTTP site. So from a secure to a non-secure site. Really? Yep. It also includes anyone going from a non-web page document. So for instance... Can we take a step back? From a HTTPS site to a HTTP site, it doesn't track the referrer. No, really? not at all. So that anytime that happens, that's going to the direct traffic basket. Wow. Okay, cool. Another instance is something that you've probably done many times yourself yep. when you're writing up proposals. Anytime you click on an embedded hyperlink from a non-web page document, so a PowerPoint or a PDF, mm -hmm. Microsoft Word, anything, that goes into the direct traffic basket as well. Any hyperlink from any non-web based document. Exactly. Goes to direct. Yep. Wow. Okay, cool. Yep. On top of that, there's also any time you visit a site with a missing or broken tracking code. Okay, explain. Um, so essentially what's happening here is say you arrive at a landing page. However, that first landing page doesn't have any tracking code set up. Mm -hmm. You then click through to a second page on the website, but the second page does have a tracking code, does have tracking code set up. Yes. What's happening is from that first landing page, you're actually getting self-referred. As it's self-referral, the referring page is your own website, so it's direct traffic. Gotcha. Yep. If that makes sense. It does. Yeah, yeah, well. Okay, so we're starting to get a bit of an understanding that the direct channel is a lot bigger than what you're probably attributing it, and which then in turn means a dark social is something which is a lot, lot bigger. Yep. So there's just a bunch of social traffic in direct that we need to be knowing about as digital marketers. Awesome, awesome. Now, you mentioned something about the UTM, UTM code. UTM, what is that exactly? Can you explain that, UTM? UTM. I believe it stands for Urchin Tracking Module. And yep. that's just what Google essentially bought from the company that owned UTMs before them. So that named, the name just stuck. Yep. But essentially in this scenario, what's happening is someone's sharing a link with a UTM parameter attached on an incorrect platform. So to explain this scenario, I'll probably start off by explaining what a UTM parameter actually is. So all a UTM parameter is, is a bit of tracking code attached to a URL. This UTM parameter consists of a series of different tags that you specify. This includes the source, the medium, and the campaign. Mm -hmm. And anytime this URL is clicked, this UTM automatically sends these tags back to Google Analytics to dictate where this traffic is coming from. Yep, cool. So a fun little analogy that I've come up with to explain what a UTM parameter is. Yeah. 
is imagine, I know you haven't had a drink for a while, Russ, yep. but imagine that you've decided to break out and you, want to, you wanted to go out and have a few drinks on the town. Okay. Yep. You've gotten a little bit excited and yep. you've had a few too many. You've okay. arrived at the club and the bouncers asked you where you've come from. However, you're, you're a little bit too intoxicated and you can't quite answer. Okay. I've been that guy. Yep. <laughs> Plenty of times. Now let's rewind and assume that prior to leaving, you happened to write on a piece of cardboard that you're coming straight from the club from your house. Because <laughs> it bounces like that when you are. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you're, where have you been tonight? Oh, not just hand him a bit of cardboard, but yes, go. You're, you're just being honest. You're being a nice guy. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, you've written on a piece of cardboard where you've come from. Yes. And for whatever reason, you've tied it to your foot. Same situation happens. You get to the club. You can't answer the bouncer, but he notices there's a tag attached to your foot telling ah. him that you've come from your house. Now, yes. Although we're probably questioning the ethics of the bouncer here, he decides <laughs> to let you in anyway because he can attribute yeah. where you've come from. Excellent. UTM parameters aren't too dissimilar. They're essentially doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. They're telling Google Analytics, the bouncer, exactly where you've come from. Okay, excellent. So now, now that people understand exactly what a UTM is, what's happening in this scenario is, say, say there's a social marketer who's set up a sponsored post on Twitter. They've attached a UTM to a URL for their sponsored post, mm -hmm. someone's liked their content so much that they've decided to copy the URL and post it into Facebook. 70 of their friends then clicked through on this link in Facebook. Yes. However, because the UTM code is attributing Twitter, Google Analytics now accredits Twitter with the 70 people who click through on Facebook. So it's not going to direct, it's actually going to the original social channel, the original channel that, UT, that the UTM parameter was set to. Exactly. So in this scenario, it is attributing social. However, it's attributing the wrong channel. Gotcha. Social. Gotcha. Hence why it's still dark. So just on that. So for example, if I've, I, I subscribe to lots of different things. You get these emails that come through and I, I follow the link. The link takes me to blah, 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 dot com forward slash and a million characters with all sorts of different weird characters and question marks and likes in it. So I copy and paste that and share it to a friend in, in Messenger. And it's that big ass long link. That long link now, the tracking's all weird. Is that right? The UTM is off. Yeah, so UTMs are really stubborn. Despite where the traffic is clicking through from, whatever the UTM has originally been specified for is what analytics is going to attribute that traffic to. So I get led into that club. I've got this little thing hanging off. I have a dance. I'm having a good time. I leave that club. I go around the corner to the other club. The bouncer then sees that hanging off my foot and goes, oh, he's come straight from home. Let him in. Exactly. That's exactly it. Perfect. Cool. Got it. So in layman's terms, all dark social is, is just social sharing that can't be accurately tracked. When we're thinking about how people are behaving on social, this all makes perfect sense. Because if you wanted to share something with a mate, you're not going to go do that publicly because there's some things that you just don't want the rest of the world to know that you're yeah. sharing. Yeah. So dark social is very quickly teaching us that the sharing we see publicly is really only the tip of a very big iceberg. I think that's a really big thing. Because I just think about if you had a look, if we could just go into a little time machine and go back, you know, three, four years time and have a look at our newsfeed and have a look at all the stuff that people were sharing and you've got stuff, like me personally, I'm, I'm like just obsessed with NBA basketball. I'm obsessed with music. There's a couple of different things that I'm really obsessed with that I won't share with everyone now, but I will share it in, in very specific groups with people who I know are into it. So, and I think if I scroll through my newsfeed now, it looks very different to what it did three, four years ago, which means the dark traffic is on the rise. Is that correct? Massively. I mean, this goes hand in hand with the explosion of mobile as well oh. because 
it's so easy, just that one touch of a button now to share any type of content you want. Excellent. So as marketers, I guess this is where we come to in terms of why we need to know about dark social. Yeah, so understanding dark social is so important because as marketers, the more we understand where our inbound traffic's coming from, the better we're going to be able to assess our marketing activities to date. And then moving forward, we're going to be able to form future strategy accordingly. Whereas like on the flip side, if you can't accurately track where where your traffic's coming from, then how are you going to know which campaigns and channels to optimize for? And I guess most especially for those marketers or even just those businesses out there that are running campaigns on social, where they're running traffic acquisition strategies on social, this is a, this is a huge thing because they're not necessarily going to see all of those numbers attributed back to their spend. Exactly. And when like, we, we start to really get our head around the, the importance of dark social when we do just that. We think about the scale at which this is happening. There's a, there's a recent study that found 84% of all social shares that are occurring are currently done through, through dark social channels. 84%. 84%. Of all social sharing is done through dark social. Yep, it's massive. So what you're saying is the stuff that we actually see on our feeds that's public is only 16%. It's only the tip of the iceberg. Yep. Cool. There's a, there's a lot lying beneath the surface. Yeah, and when we think about the popularity of these messaging platforms, we really start to get our head around the importance of dark social. I think off the top of my head, Facebook currently has 1.3 billion monthly active users. So this topic is so prevalent in digital marketing. And if you don't understand where your traffic's coming from, you're playing behind the eight ball. And you're really robbing yourself of some real value that you are providing your business or if you're a marketer, you know, your your customers. Marketing 101, you're, you're taught about word of mouth. Arguably, this is no different. This is really the truest indication of interest in your brand. Yep. And as marketers, if someone is sending a direct referral to your, to your product, you want to know about that. Okay, cool. Now that we've got this knowledge of dark social, what can digital marketers do with that? How can we leverage that, do you think? Well, I think first and foremost, knowing about dark social is going to give you a greater chance of receiving more resources and more budget. Because if you're in the business of content creation and your boss asks you why you need more money to create content, yep. you need to be able to accurately attribute which channels need this content. If social isn't being given the credit it's due, then that's something you need to know about. And you need to be looking at that, well, only 16% of our attributed click-throughs were actually given to that social channel. I'm going to take a bit more of that direct piece of the pie because the studies show that that's where most of it's happening, through dark social going into direct. Yeah, completely. I think the other thing as well for marketers to be aware of is that dark social isn't just teaching us about how we distribute content, it's about how we create content. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you think about the definition of content marketing, it is the creation and distribution of valuable, consistent and relevant content Mm -hmm. to attract and retain a clearly defined audience. Mm -hmm. If your content isn't of a high quality and it's not valuable, it's not consistent and it's not relevant to to a segment of the market you've identified as being important, no one's going to feel compelled enough to share it. So altogether, you're missing out on that market uh, of that segment of the market that is, that is sharing yep. via dark channels. Yeah, absolutely. So when you are creating content, figuring out, okay, will my target market, will my ideal persona be interested in this? You also need to be thinking about like how applicable is this going to be for them to, or how interesting is this going to be for them to want to share with people? Because that's where you're going to get a lot of potential value through, a lot of traffic through. Yeah, at the end of the day, if your content isn't engaging, no one's going to feel compelled enough to go take that URL and to share it in a messenger. Gotcha. 
So here we're really, I guess what we're, what we're doing is we're urging people to connect their thinking in content marketing, to connect the dots between not only creating good content, but putting time into distributing it effectively. Cool, cool. It's not just about empty numbers, it's actually about creating value. Completely. If you spend all this time creating this really good content, if you're not going to optimize it and you're not going to distribute it effectively, what's the point in having good content? Really, that's where coming into contact with a good digital marketing agency is going to help you. Yep. Because perhaps creating the content isn't their expertise, but what is, is how to optimize it and get the most out of that content. Cool. So now we know what dark social is. We know why it's really important for us to understand both as marketers and as you know, business owners or as people with, in business. I guess the next question is how can you measure it? You know, what's, how can you measure the impact of it? Like what, what can we do to actually place some value on this? Yeah, well, that's the million dollar question, Russ. And the short answer really is that dark social isn't able to be directly tracked. However, that doesn't mean we can't make informed assumptions about what is dark social. Google Analytics gives us the opportunity to segment, to customize our segmentation. So if you go into direct traffic and you exclude all domain names with short subfolders, i.e., for example, afl.com.au, realistically, that's a website name that someone might have typed into their browser and directly searched. If you exclude all of that, you're left with really long URLs, yes. which is extremely unlikely that someone's gone in and typed out that entire URL. Yep. So therefore, in a sense, you're filtering what is social because the greatest likelihood of that traffic coming into your analytics is through someone sharing that long URL in a private social channel. Spot on. People are not typing those big long URLs into their browser. So afl.com.au, as your example, put, pop in the filter, segment it so it's, we're getting rid of everything that is only afl.com.au. Everything that's left within direct, you can attribute to social. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, unless we're dealing with people who've remembered 35 characters of yeah. pi. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Which the majority aren't going to be doing. No. Um, cool. Okay, so that's one way that we can try to put a number on this. And it sounds, it sounds pretty straightforward. Uh, is, are there any other ways that you can, we can measure this? Yeah, so I would suggest putting UTM parameters on everything. Although we spoke about earlier about the difficulties that can arise from UTM parameters being used on incorrect platforms, it comes down to a lesser of two evils. For a lot of people, they just want to know where their traffic originated from, regardless of what platform or what channel specifically in social, that they, they don't mind. They just want to know that the traffic originated in social. Spot on. Because, yeah, perhaps they've got all their marketing spend happening on Facebook as a channel. So whether it goes from Facebook to Twitter to wherever else, the fact that that UTM parameter is attributing it to Facebook is fine. Because a lot of the times, that's where my investment is, whether it's in dollars or in time. Yeah, so if you're not fussed about knowing exactly which source of traffic it's coming from, yep. just chuck a tracking code on everything. Yep, cool. That's actually a big thing because there's lots of times we'll check out the analytics of a business. We'll see they've got a huge amount of direct traffic. Lots of it is obviously dark social, as we're finding out now, as I've figured out now. Uh, but lots of it is just people not putting the tracking on it properly from social and it going to direct. Yep. Cool. Okay, thanks so much, Chris. That was super, super enlightening, dark social traffic. Um, what we've covered off on today is, you know, what is dark social being, you know, any traffic that refers to a website that can't be accurately tracked. Uh, we've talked about, you know, why we need to know about it because obviously as digital marketers, if lots of our work is actually not going to be attributed to us, we probably should have a pretty good understanding of 
that 84% number, like you said, 84% of all social share traffic is not attributed to social. Um, so that's really important for us to know to prove our worth. Uh, and then in terms of measuring it, there's those two different options. You've got your analytics in terms of stripping out anything outside of the root domain in your direct channel. Or on top of that, it could be just that UTM parameter and just understanding that it's going to track it to the very first social channel that it was shared to. Is that right? So yeah, just coming to terms with what exactly you want your UTM parameter to do, to, to do for you. Yep. Whether you want it to just identify that it's coming through social or if you want more specific analytics as to exactly what source of social it is, then it's probably not the way to go. Cool. All right. Well, thanks so much, Chris. That was super enlightening. Uh, you've been listening to The Impressive Digital Marketer. As always, if you've enjoyed what you've heard, please do jump on iTunes, or it's called Apple Podcasts now, I think. Jump on Pocket Cast, Stitcher, anywhere you can write a review. Tell your mum, tell your nan, just tell them how awesome we are, especially Chris on Dark Social. We loved it. If you didn't enjoy it, just keep it to yourself. Uh, outside of that anything else to add Chris I think that's it thanks Russ excellent thanks so much for tuning in and uh, we'll catch you next time for episode 15 thanks guys